Hey everyone, hey out there, this is Amy, um, and thanks for listening to The Greatest for Squares. Thanks for rolling with us, thanks for coming back after we didn't have an episode last week, or two weeks ago, I guess, whatever, last cycle. So April has been weird, April's been very weird, I mean, you know, the last year has been weird, just being a sentient creature is weird, anything existing at all in the universe is weird. Uh, but for our little microcosm, April has been particularly weird. I'm recording this from our apartment in LA right now, uh, where we live, or I guess I should say where we live when we're on the grid. I've been here by myself all month because I just got a new job, which obviously is great. Um, but Vince has actually been living on the property with his mom and his brother Maury for all of April. So he's been off the grid for a month now. Uh, the longest that anybody's been on our homestead at one time since we bought it in 2019, and the longest that Vince has ever been off the grid at one time. So he and his mom and his brother actually recorded an episode together up there uh, in the greenhouse about what they've been up to and what it's been like to be off the grid for that much time. And it was nice for me too, like just on a personal note, to edit it and listen to it because... I haven't seen Vince for a while, and I miss him. It's been weird to go from having three adults living in a one-bedroom apartment and feeling like I have no personal space to literally just living alone all month. Like, I had to get my first COVID shot alone. I had to start this new job alone. And it's not even, you know, all good or all bad. It's just, yeah, it's been weird. But a big theme that we've talked about on the show before and just that we talk about a lot in our lives generally between us is the extent to which you live for today and the extent to which you sacrifice today for tomorrow. And right now I'm in a moment when I guess I'm trying to sacrifice today for tomorrow. And it bums me out a little bit, of course, not to be up there with him, not just because I miss Vince, but also because like, I remember what it was like at this time last year up on the property. This is the best time of year up on the property. Spring is magic up there. Everything is green, and there's, like, rolling fields of wildflowers, and it's beautiful, and I'm not there, and that kind of sucks. But the reason I'm not there is because I'm making money so that we can hopefully build our homestead into what we want it to be, and I can spend more time up there in the future. And, you know, I think it's worth it. I think it's worth it, but it's just, yeah, I guess I'm, I'm team tomorrow right now and Vince and his family are team today right now. And, and that's okay. You know, we, we switch back and forth, but you know, if I died tomorrow, would I wish that I was up on the property with Vince seeing the wildflowers? Yeah, of course, but hopefully I won't die tomorrow. And that means that next year at this time, maybe I can be in a fancy yurt on the property seeing the wildflowers, or maybe we can even have a house started, but you know, so it's just, it's an ongoing negotiation between today and tomorrow. And in April, I am team tomorrow, and Vince and his family are team today. So that's all for me. With no further ado, let's hop on over the property, get in that greenhouse, and hear how team today has been doing. Okay, thanks. The grid is for Hi, everyone. Howdy, mates. What up? Welcome to The Grid is for Squares, a podcast where we smoke a bowl and talk about building an off-grid, sustainable homestead in California. 
This is a very special episode. We are at the property. It's 420, and we are joined by two very special guests, my mom, who you know already, and my brother, Maury. Hey, guys. Hi, Maury. And gals. How y'all doing today? I'm doing great. Oh, amazing day so far. Good. Today we're smoking um, Seed Head White Widow. This is some homegrown White Widow. But before we get into what we've been doing, let's catch up on our origins and our motivations to start this off-grid homestead. Amy and I have talked a lot about our motivations, but this has been a journey here in our family, Mom and Maury and me, for the past 10, 15, maybe even going yeah. back longer. I think you kind of kicked off the... Uh, about 2006 was when I first started coming out yeah. here and scoping. I came out in 2004, but I, it wasn't to move here. It was just to kind of see it. But yeah, you kind of started that that train in the yeah, late aughts, yeah. right? Yeah, driving around and uh, looking for mom's first place, which ended up being near Lower Lake, California. Yeah, you moved out here in 2010? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Amy and I made it out here in 2014. And, you know, we all lived in, like, rentals, apartments, things like that in the meantime. Uh, meanwhile... Maury and his wife have been living in Chicago. Well, since... when I first started, I bopped back and forth and lived out here for a little bit. But yeah, since that point, uh, my wife and I relocated from Madison, Wisconsin to the fabulous Evanston, Illinois. Yeah. Uh, check it out sometime if you want. It's like Madison, but, you know, something a little bit cooler sometimes. And uh, for And for the global community, what's Madison like? Uh, mad town mad town you know imagine uh all the beer and cheese and add a little weed and a bunch of really the good theater and bands yeah yeah no madison was really chill i lived there 30 years of my life and it was nice that evanston was so similar but i'm about to get a new tattoo actually uh that that goes right over my heart that has the props latin longitude uh -huh. uh, because my heart is in california yeah just a year here, just a year since we've had this property, and it's all like, it's in our hearts now. Yeah. It's awesome. Uh, and Mo came out last in March 2020. Yep. What was that like? That was when we got the greenhouse, right. and my trip out was... Where do you think we got this greenhouse that you're here in today? <laughs> Thanks, Komatsu. <laughs> they had a huge job, and, right. and uh, yeah, it was a super stressful job, and I finally wrapped it in January last year and and then came out built the greenhouse with yep. the sweet sweet komatsu money mm -hmm. that was right before the pandemic too uh, right before yep. everything changed you yep. got out here just yep. in time when i was flying back i was actually giggling at people who are wearing the the n95 masks because oh, i was yeah. like it's not going to stop a virus it barely stops dust <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and little did i know yeah. that yeah. i was the asshole right well no <laughs> it's now it's like you don't wear an N95 because then you can give it to other people. And like, I remember the first few weeks of it, like wearing that N95 proudly all the time. Like, oh, I'm protecting public health. It's like, nah, you're kind of just protecting yourself there, guy. So much we have all collectively yep, learned yep. since then. No, and uh, yeah, that, that made for a hard year for me because I definitely wanted to come out and contribute, but it wasn't safe to do so. And yeah, since I had one of those essential jobs, as ridiculous yep. as it is to say. Construction, vanity countertops. <laughs> yep, that's yep, essential. exactly. <laughs> yeah, I know that was really hard for you not, not being a part of it. And it sort of just, you know, galvanized us and like why we're doing this. Like, 
clearly the grid is not reliable. We are not prepared, America especially, for a pandemic. We just didn't make a plan for it. And, you know, it was hard filing toilet, finding toilet paper. We were all there. <laughs> and so, I mean, that was that was really galvanizing for us. And I know that it was it was hard for you to be so far away when things happened. Hard, you know, just speaking for myself, being an essential worker doing Vanity Graywater systems and like we never got that break that, you know, it's not a break. Everyone, you know, I, I yeah. feel for people who no, had to like right, quarantine right. and be home. No, like just, we didn't even get to. That's think the about most it. handy word to use. It's, it's like I could have used a break, whereas a lot of people really could have used something to do. Yeah. And I mean, it was totally a, a grass is always greener sort of situation. Mm-hmm. Uh, speaking of grass. Yeah, uh, right here. The, the grass is always greener. You know, I really wanted to sit home and watch movies. I had so many friends who were like, God, if I could just go out of the house for any reason. Right? <laughs> like, I'm terrified. I have to go to somebody's a stranger's house tomorrow. They're not going to be wearing a mask. I'm really grateful to everybody out there who's listening that took it seriously, that stayed safe. You know, uh, my thoughts go out to you. And I, I really... Thank you, everybody who who did your part to to make this not as horrible as it could have been. So for sure. Uh, but anyway, that is to say, you and I both uh, got away from our jobs, like worked really hard, saved up money during that whole thing, went a little crazy, and yep. and now finally made the good moves for ourselves because we only get one life, and that was frustrating for me throughout 2020. That now I have this property. Word. And I can't, I don't have the time to do anything with it. Yeah. So I'm so happy for you that you finally took that time. Oh, thank you. Whether it's quitting, whether it's a sabbatical, like whatever it is, oh, you yeah. just needed that break that we all got well, to I be think like, you it's just a new said world. It, yeah, you said it best that, you know, something like coronavirus makes you realize that you should be living your life to the utmost all the time. Um, I have a good friend who says you work to live, not live to work. Yeah. You know? And I've I heard think that, that one. That's Are really... you friends with a famous person? <laughs> so, yeah, you... How did you get out here then? You didn't fly. Fuck no. Oh, no, sir. No, it was really great, you know. Um, I got to give a shout out to Kirk Concrete because they're an amazing company. I've worked as their general manager for the last 10 years. They're in Evanston. I'm going to probably continue to work for them when I go back because my wife is still in Chicago. So I'm kind of thinking of living bi-coastally. But um, I was I was afforded a rather awesome adventure on my way out. Um, my boss, who is just the coolest guy in the world and so supportive, he was getting rid of a, a 2007 Ford Ranger. And uh, right. I, I got that from him in exchange for my PTO. <laughs> so, I mean, it, it was really no... Which no you were never going to off take, my deck, right? you know? Yeah, yeah. yeah, right. I was like, I didn't expect him to, like, give me the PTO in general. And when I found that I could just trade it for a vehicle that would uh-huh. drive me across country and I could load it up with treasures, yeah. <laughs> that was the big thing. The first day I landed after after a nice five-day slow cross-country drive, I camped in uh, Lake Mead, Kansas. I camped outside of Santa Fe. Really cold night there. I went up in the mountains and... Got altitude sickness and froze my ass off. Yeah, but as soon as I got here, landed and said, "Come look at all the treasures! You Come look at all the treasures!" One of stuffed animals from when mom was our age or younger, yeah. even right? 
I don't even remember. Was she playing with stuffed animals at our age? <laughs> like we do. We've never stopped. No, never stopped. Yeah, yeah. You brought out a lot of a lot of stuff from your childhood. Some bigger, heavy stuff that you've been like musical not instruments. Wanting to mail out. Yeah, yeah. We got a banjo yep. now. Yep. I hate flying with musical instruments. So it was so nice to drive out with a banjo and an acoustic bass guitar that'll now live on the prop. Mm-hmm. So it was a good trip out. Great trip out. So yeah, what are your motivations why do you want this property what do you want for mom what do you want for me what do you want for yourself most importantly when you're renting you're you don't really have any stake in the game and ironically enough so many of the places where i've rented i've done the improvements on the house Mm -hmm. and and for what you know so uh, much in line with that whole coronavirus you've only got one life to live one thing that really motivates me is making sure that I live at least a third of my time in a place that really just feels like home and it is an embodiment of of who I am as a person, you mm-hmm. know? And the property offers us infinite possibility to do that, you know? I mean, we have to negotiate aesthetic between ourselves sometimes. Sure. But, but yeah, it's the, it's the place to, to do that. And, you know, there's a little bit of the doomsday prepper in me too that, mm-hmm. you know, you live in... Evanston in the Chicagoland area, it wears on you to have people around you all the time. It's the atmosphere nice. is like 3% bullets. Yeah, exactly. You know, now when I hear guns shooting, I don't worry about it being somebody being shot. I realize that it's just somebody out hunting or somebody doing a little target shooting, which yeah, is, it's hard for me to get yep. used to. Like, I'm I'm used to hearing shots followed by sirens, mm-hmm. you know, but... It's also kind of a challenge to yourself can i do this could i survive mm-hmm. you know without societies giving me everything i need yeah what are those are those your motivations what are your motivations mom that and to um be able to garden and not have my landlord dig up the flowers i planted because yeah. <laughs> yeah. i'm yeah. sure it's transformed for for all of us but i know at at the beginning of it i wanted a sizable property something that I could live off of, grow food, um, which, you know, if you're really savvy, you can do with like an acre. But it was also really important to me to conserve what little virgin land is left. And I do feel, you know, a little bit of mixed guilt that here we are taking, you know, this chunk of virgin land and we're putting our garbage all over Uh, it and developing. But, but... but, you know, actually, I got to speak to that for a second in a way that I celebrate the way, because one of the things that I really like is I've always been a maker. And mm-hmm. when I was making for for commercial construction, the waste just makes you feel so sad. The mm-hmm. amount of overage. And here, whenever I take like a tree and yeah. I turn it into a building or a chair or something like that, I, I'm just a little bit more sensitive and grateful. And it came from the earth around us, you mm-hmm. know? Um, in case you guys haven't already noticed, I work with concrete. So, I mean, I'm sure Vince has mentioned we work with concrete a lot up here and I love mm-hmm. smashing up the rocks. You yeah. Know, not every single rock I see, of course, because you can't smash all the rocks. You can't cut down all the trees, mm-hmm. but it's, it's beautiful to see what comes out of your own property that you can turn into building materials, can turn into things of value, not only to yourself, but to others. And I like to think of it as augmenting nature, because I do come from, Word. you know, the same builder's world where you're always working for a client. Typically, the client lives indoors. 
mm-hmm. and you're coping with their like nice 90 degree shit. And the, the more I've worked out here, like I'm definitely tempted to improve for myself, but hand in hand with that comes like improvement in harmony with nature. And to me, being able to source concrete locally that the only thing we have to bring in is Portland. And I'm always trying to push our recipe to include more like scuzzy basin water and and less like imported cement and like it's just sand and rock or sand and water. We'll find that balance. Yeah. But yeah, definitely the local sourcing. You've been doing a lot of, a lot of woodworking. You've been getting into the chainsaw. I've been getting into the chainsaw and I've been, um, just like you say, um, I liked how you use the analogy perfect nineties because um, I'm working on my bushcraft skills again, which is something oh, I yeah. haven't done in a while. So use the chainsaw to process um, a tree into usable sticks. And then I wander around with this green bag that, you know, I'm carrying the chainsaw and got my safety gear on, of course. Always use your safety gear. Mm-hmm. Yeah, don't so I'm, to I'm call going Justin. around. Yeah. Yeah. Don't don't call, call Justin the union rep. He'll, union he'll come rep. down and bust everybody's balls. Because he'll call you P.O. He don't think twice. <laughs> but yeah, I walk around with, you know, just a hatchet, um, a good sturdy hunting knife, um, and a 14-in-1 or a painter's tool. And yeah, skin the bark, and skin stuff. the bark, um, cut up pieces of wood as I'm as I'm processing for firewood, which we just need anyway. I'm holding off on these really interesting pieces that I find of manzanitas and especially beautiful wood. If you ever get the opportunity to work with it, you'll be so pleased. Yeah, we got the some blue really oak is yeah. is really nice blue on the prop. Strong, huh? um, that's finding? I'm finding that it's really strong and it takes teak oil really nicely mm. because. One thing we've been trying to do is, of course, keep our VOC footprint low. If yeah. you guys know what VOC is, it's volatile organic compound. Um, we have a whole episode about VOCs. Do you really? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> I would listen to that. Yeah, yeah. I'm just that big of a nerd. No, so uh, we're yeah, trying to use oil, teak oil instead of, instead of stains yeah. because, you know, it's a, a lower VOC impact. But it preserves the wood, and um, both manzanita and the blue oak take teak oil really beautifully. Mm-hmm. So I'm working on the shower right now, where we source just pieces of blue oak that I'm joining together to sort of create the shower enclosure, and then it's all held down with these rocks that have moss all over them. So the shower is hopefully going to make the moss sort of grow and make it... It already looks pretty organic, sprung from earth. Mm-hmm. Um, the only thing that's standing out now is we had to start with a, a washing machine pan yeah. as the basin. So we got to put something a little bit more organic in the pan. Uh-huh. <laughs> it stands out now. <laughs> um, yeah, so I, I want to talk a little bit about life on the prop versus life on the grid. Because there's there's this phenomenon of like you're here for one week and, you know, that's like a camping trip. But if you're here for a month, like that's that's a game changer. You got to start thinking, you know, in terms of creature comforts or at least approximations of mm, yeah. creature comforts. So um, I guess first, like what's easier, Maury, about living on the property and what's harder? Uh, well, easier sleeping, oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, talking about that quiet and also just the hard work, you know, kind of wear yourself out. You start to live with the sun. Mm-hmm. And that's really good, you know. I I was living that Chicago lifestyle. I was I was eating a lot of that takeout food, yeah. not getting as much exercise as I should. So mm-hmm. I mean, that's really a, a an easy thing about the property. You don't need a gym membership. It takes care of itself. <laughs> um, 
you know, difficult thing about the property is always, you know, your day-to-day -day hygiene because you always feel better when you've got clean clothes and your body is clean, mm -hmm. you know, so... You wash your hands every time you use the bathroom in Civi. Yeah, uh, yeah. You get to take a shower kind of just whenever you want or... You know. Right. I mean, and there are some people who just straight up won't poop in a bucket. Yeah. Mom, how about for you, things that are like easier about living indoors versus... Well, as opposed, as opposed to Moe's sleeping, getting up in the morning I find easier because it's cooler then. I think about as soon as the sun is up, you know, just peeking up. It motivates me to get up and do some work while it's still cool. I agree. Because in the yeah, afternoon, it's sure. going to be sweltering hot if you have to work in the sun. Yeah, but now that we have been here for a week, what are some of the things that we're finding? Like, obviously, the shower. We're going to talk about yeah. that in a minute. Yep. But, you, yeah, you do start to realize you need other things. Yeah. Well, also, I mean, uh, communication is difficult because, oh, you know, thanks, like, yeah. Vince, you've got Amy down in L.A. this this time around she and, just got her first covid shot i'm trying yeah. to stay in touch with her yeah my wife is going to be in evanston for the foreseeable future because you know she's got a great job there doing uh chemos on on little puppies and kitties that's her yeah and she's um, a bit more of an indoor kid anyway yeah yeah and i mean we can definitely i because those are sort of the challenges that i'm seeing not that it's a hardship for myself but because when she comes out I really want her to have those amenities to be comfortable. To be yeah, comfortable, that's all we want you know, and like, yeah. And she describes it as as the phenomenon of, like, is my sink gonna look like a normal sink? Mm -hmm. Is my shower gonna look like a normal shower? Yeah. You know, is my toilet going to look so and look function like, like a normal, a normal toilet? toilet? Your boyfriend kind of goes through the same. Oh, yeah. He's not a camper. He's on that spectrum. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, we all just... Loves have the outdoors, but not a camper. Different expectations. And, yeah, we definitely... Everything we do here is an approximation of right. civilization. And, you know, but we all just have different parameters. We're right. okay living like dirty hippies. Most people aren't. <laughs> I'm okay shitting in a bucket, but I understand if it's not everyone's fact. And it's kind of interesting and fun to think about what are the aesthetics that make it feel more normal for mm -hmm. those people right is it as simple as just having a normal shower handle on your shower right you know a, a basin that you poop in that has a little bit of water in it mm -hmm. is it just that simple to just give that illusion of yeah. what or you're a accustomed lever that to releases the um, right the illusion of running water so you can just wash your hands in there that would be very nice yeah. have running water in there and i don't even need the real thing just the illusion bring me david copperfield man yeah <laughs> but yeah this is now the longest we've spent on the property consecutive we've yeah. lost track of the days more than two weeks right this almost is, to full moon yeah almost to full moon this is the longest that i've ever lived off grid and cool. i've lived off grid for for a couple of weeks at a time in the past but this is now definitively the longest yeah one interesting shift is like it used to be these three-day weekends with a project and like your time is more valuable than your money Ugh, yeah. and your materials and that's how a lot of projects here have been but now mm -hmm. we're starting to get into this world of well we have a fair amount of time up here right right um, well and you know what i don't miss about chicago and and that commercial building world that's another aspect of it is that there you've got your three things, fast, cheap, and well. Mm -hmm. And I can give you two out of the three things. Yeah. And in commercial building, all of those things are weighted about the same, fast, mm -hmm. cheap, and well. I can give you fast and cheap. 
I can give you cheap and well, but it ain't mm-hmm. going to be fast. Right? Yeah. You see it? Yeah. But you told me when I got out here that, that that's a little bit broken because well is always the most important. Mm-hmm. That's the one that carries weight. It's what you always want to do when you're working for other people. You want yeah. to, to produce the best product, but you recognize but for like for yourself, it's take you money. can't sacrifice that right. one or that so, time. So then that means with the other two and three, I got to mm-hmm. choose between fast and cheap. Well, again, we're on a budget and we have so much to do yeah. that it really does just come down to you can only do it well and cheap. Uh-huh. Those are the priorities <laughs> and, and screw time. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, so this kind of brings us to what projects we've been working on. We got um, a washer-dryer from our friends, which is very generous. Hells yeah, thank you again, good. guys. Yeah, and... The same friends that gave us the weed. They're just the best people. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we finally built a shower, a proper shower, Woot by woot. our standards. <laughs> yep. Yeah, well, it's a work in progress <laughs> like most things, but, yeah, but, but the got... progress is significant. Yeah, yeah, we've got elevation to our advantage on the property, so Maury brought out a couple of, you know, your just standard 13-gallon beer and food coolers. One of them was a little dinged up, so we caulked it up and uh turned it into our our primary water source which we installed sort of up the hill so we've got about 30 vertical feet of head which is about 12 psi and then that we ran through about 150 feet of black half inch tubing to the shower head so the sun kind of heats up that 150 feet. And what do we yeah. think? It's like two and a half gallons. Yeah, about two and a half maybe? gallons there. And then our res is somewhere between 10 and 12. Uh, yeah, I think 13 know. I've gotten in there. Okay. So yeah, that's at the top. And no matter how Sometimes the level... when you really pack that water down, you can get a little <laughs> bit more in <laughs> If you there. jump on it, yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Oh yeah, so we've got like these black contractor bags up there. And we bring up the jugs. And yeah. that, it's on a really that's sunny sort of, rock. That's sort of our challenge right now, isn't it? Is thermal regulation. because you know and and it's nice because you hit the hot part of the day and it doesn't matter if it's a little on the cool side but Mm -hmm. then there are some areas where it gets downright hot yeah so like right now we're still trying to figure out how we keep it thermally balanced and i know vince has some great ideas for that (laughs) circulation will be key yeah Yeah. so i kind of handled the plumbing the the supply end and maury did this wicked shower pan it's actually just a washer washing machine mm-hmm. um drain pan uh that we got when i first ground. got out here yeah, yeah the never very first time yeah we grabbed that because you know i get i get into my work and i also <laughs> tend to get into the poison oak around here yeah so so shower was kind of a, a high priority on my list this time around and you gotta clean up yeah vince brought brought me the water and <laughs> and i i designed around it with like he says a a washer dryer sort of pan that sits underneath you know and uh has drainage into a pail so we don't yep yep yeah, so we don't waste that bucket, water yeah lift out and drain it uh yeah we take it and we we water a different tree with it every day to just complete the aesthetic because you know like we were saying how we how we make our city folk uh, yeah. like our stuff is try to give it an aesthetic mm-hmm. um harvested a bunch of blue oak and sanded it down and and rubbed it down with the teak oil until it was smooth <laughs> i sand the wood till it is smooth and then i oil the wood until, until it is soft <laughs> thank you john Malkovich. yeah that looked really cool yeah and it piled up with um with a bunch of rocks too. So these rocks that we have around the property that naturally grow moss on them, you know, mm-hmm. just 
just what a, a man could carry by himself sort of sized rocks mm -hmm. that I piled up to hold the logs in place. Yeah. And, and I'm hopeful that the moss is going to take over and mm -hmm. just give it like this quaint, charming little feel as you, as you take your shower there. It already has a really beautiful natural look to the area where you installed yeah. it. Yeah. yeah. And unlike our composting toilet, you know, where Maury and I are both really tall, we finally raised oh, the roof that, on that yeah. thing. That was one of our first projects. And like it's standing up and hitting my head right yeah. after a poop. And like, so we did it Chicago style with your two by fours and your 90 degree angle and just made it plenty tall. And then when we started building the shower head, again, I don't like crouching under a shower head. So we put it seven feet off the ground and used this beautiful found oak piece and you know, then we started talking about how do we build up from the shower pan. And at one point, I know we were talking about, you know, using two by fours, using framing. And we thought, well, why not just make it all consistent at this Find point? Find a branch. Yeah, this yeah. is one of those experiments. Well, that's, I mean, that's that, where it started. Is yeah. it really, we needed something to attach the shower head to. And I go, well, it could be as simple as you described it as like a hangman's gallows. Sure, yeah. Sort of like out of two by four. And I was like, yeah, sure, we could build that. But I bet you I could find a stick that does that. that. Does it. And, you and did. I did. And, you know, took the bark off it, sanded it, put a little teak oil. I'm like, now isn't this pretty? Yeah. And then just uh, those little hose clamp connector things, mm -hmm. just screw that right into it. Interesting thing, though, that shower had sagging because, like you pointed out, the tubing expands. Oh, sure. <laughs> yeah, so in the heat of the day, the shower head creeps down. Probably need one yeah. more pipe clamp. Yeah, on one there, more yeah. pipe clamp on that old bitch. Zip tie or something. Yep. Yeah. Oh yeah, a zip tie would totally fit the aesthetic I'm going for uh -huh. back there. Please. Yeah. Why didn't you just use plastic pallet wrap around the whole thing? Ooh, even better. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta say before we forget to mention it that it the work aesthetic that we have between the three of us is really nice because we sort of all scatter and conquer, but we're all within earshot of each other and we'll end up coming in and giving advice and hands as it yeah. goes through. Like it's nice to be a team. But it's nice to also be a team of people that can work individually, mm -hmm. you know. And still get that aesthetic and safety yes. check every yep. hour or so. Be like, hey, that looks good. You're looking dangerous. Yeah, Vince, you need to drink water. You need to drink water. Shut the fuck Beer's up. Beer's not water. Telling people to drink water is my thing. <laughs> no, that's what I was... Yeah. You always say that <laughs> beer is not water, that I have to also drink water. No, that's Fuck mom. Fuck you, dude. We're drinking, we're drinking Coors and Budweiser now. That's not going out. Yeah, it's close enough. That's better than water. Um, making yeah. making some significant progress on the yurt site too. Yeah, you know we've got these these little finishing touches now that the major structure is there, and we're just waiting on the fabrication of the top unit. Vince mm -hmm. is doing some really sick cleating around the four by four posts that makes it look more natural. Yeah, uh, we've had to slow our roll just a little bit because we're waiting for them to fabricate it. So we picked up our finished flooring and our yeah, underlayment. Got our but... trapdoor cut to go down oh, to the yeah. dugout. That was pretty dope. Yeah, so we're putting all these nice finishing touches on. Yeah, we just split a nice piece of 2x8 treated um, so that we have cladding over our 4x4 our four four supports. They have like metal bands on them, so they're not super sightly. Yeah. So it's nice to have this, you know. However, well, it gives us attachment points for whatever you're going to use, too, in the yeah. future, whether it's hardware cloth or lattice or whatever. Sure. Yeah, one thing we're finding is that the animals... Well, I like to quote Jeff Goldblum, that life, it, uh, it, it finds a way. It sure does here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it'll get under just about anything that you think that you've stopped them. <laughs> They're like, let me show you. You've really just built a home for them. Yeah. I'm so you grateful. Wanna, you want to piss nature off, make yeah. a plan. Yeah. 
we've had a couple, you know, scary moments with the truck, um, which turned out mm. to be not mouse related, but that's Thank God. one of the biggest concerns up here with any vehicle. There are certain things like vans that they seem to really love getting into the engine. Mm -hmm. they haven't Squirrels really... and mice want to build out of any anything, any insulated You think you're material. putting down a tarp to waterproof something? Yeah, no, and they're you just, just like... built a mouse hotel. Yeah. Or when they find a hole in it, they like to pull the little threads apart and use the threads to build their nests. They're incredibly yeah, industrious. Yeah. At the end of the day, I like I said, what is it? I'm not mad. I'm impressed. They said yeah. I am both mad and, and impressed. impressed. <laughs> it so pisses little. me off, but Jesus, they're so industrious and cool. How can I really be too mad at that? They're just like tiny people. We do <laughs> the same thing. We take this beautiful pristine landscape and we shit all over it <laughs> build nests everywhere and this is how god must feel because i'm like what can i give you so you won't fuck with my shit yeah yeah i will build you <laughs> a god just house. keeps trying to give you something but no you just no. keep fucking with his shit let's burn it <laughs> no i put those there for a reason yeah me damn it oh. speaking of the lord's work Let's talk about gardening a little bit. Oh, Mom. yeah. Yeah. What have you been planting? Um, got all the mint along the west side of the greenhouse. Mint is a great um, rodent repellent, supposedly. Oh, sure. mm -hmm. I think we had a squirrel take a little taste of it and hasn't been back <laughs> yeah. since. So Good. evidently they don't care for the mint. They just always got to take a taste of everything I plant. Yeah. On the east side, I planted Malabar spinach, which grows into a long line if we can keep it growing, it would might provide a little bit of sunshade for the greenhouse to keep yeah. it a little cooler. Nasturtiums. We've planted your beloved butterfly weed. Oh, yeah. We've got some milkweed AKA growing milkweed. now. Milkweed. Milkweed, borage. Mm -hmm. um, you have some nicotiana, nicotiana you're going to plant, too. That keeps mosquitoes away. And then we're also just always really keen to see what the native... Uh, plants are doing and especially in march and april oh, oh, found yeah, some wildflowers are amazing right now mm -hmm. so unique and it's fun to identify them especially when they have funny little <laughs> names like... yeah like did, blue dicks that are yeah, purple did you all know there's, there's a blue dick out there i dicks. always thought it was blue bowels but turns out it's blue dicks it's blue dicks <laughs> And here I thought I was colorblind. <laughs> I've been getting ambitious and started eating some of the little manzanita apples that are like green and red yeah. right now. And, you know, he's only gone blind in one eye, so... Yep. Mm -hmm. My bad eye, anyway. That's fine. Pretty good. It. I think they're yeah. all right. No, I can I can see how people turn them into to a beverage. I don't know that I could ever stomach, like, eating them as sustenance. Yeah. But that is a really good idea to, to try to pie. make manzanita cider out of it. Yeah, that would yeah. Be Looking especially to that. alcoholic cider. Yeah. Mm -hmm. We've used, like, six Yetis worth of power so far. Solar's been really abundant. I cut wood with the sun. That is so cool. I, I, I can't believe it when I'm up there and thinking about it. And, like, I've used gas power chainsaw a couple times in my life, you know. A couple, two, three times. A couple, two, three times. You know, I, I work with the, the table saw pulse. a lot. Uh, yeah. You know, this battery suite, um, you know, we're hoping Milwaukee gives us a sponsorship at some point because we really do love them and plug the shit out of them. Every the episode, yeah. Yeah, the Milwaukee, the Milwaukee M18 series is a workhorse you always and have your doubts about amperage for elect or for battery tools for right? sure for sure yeah, and yeah. It, it doesn't let you down with the chainsaw like mm -hmm. the chainsaw is is 
pretty amazeballs. Yeah. I mean, I've definitely seen beefier and maybe it felt a little beefier when you got the gas engine behind it. Mm -hmm. But as you point out with electric, there's no loss of torque. It's and, the zero to 60 yeah. and 60 to and, zero. And, which yeah. And I just find safer. that it's, yep. It's, it feels safe. It feels good in the hand. I love that the chain has a really great chain break on it. Stops immediately. Mm -hmm. um, safety features are abundant on yeah. it. Yet not to the point of like inconvenience, you know, right. like there's some that you're like, how do I even reach this safety mm -hmm. as I'm trying to operate it? Yeah. Yeah. So you got to play with the weed whacker a little bit too. Yeah. A little really bit. Yeah. That one, right, mom? Yeah. Yep. It's it's amazing, it's, since this is all about living off the grid, we really should extol. That's one of my favorite things, is that I'm no longer dependent on a coal power plant mm -hmm. to do my projects, my art. It's all fueled by the sun. We you know, know directly where it's coming from, the yep. sun to the panels to the Yeti to our tools. Yep. There's no guilt there. That's really cool. So yeah, we, we reset the timer and I've I've noticed, you know, the the Yeti has recharged six times. We've never plugged into the grid. Electricity is set up here. We're to the yeah. point where we just kind of have surplus current and we see it get up to 100%. Like, well, what do we do now? <laughs> I stopped sanding things by hand and started using a plug-in sander. Oh, yeah. <laughs> because, yeah, because I could. We had uh -huh. wattage to it's burn. Use it or lose it. <laughs> yeah, I crank no the refrigerator shit. down and like we make ice and freeze I got stuff. to make ear pop popcorn. Yeah. All right. We weren't thinking, you know, you brought up your curling iron, not really thinking like, I'm going to be able to plug this yeah, in and use but, it, but damn it, yeah, curling damn it, iron, mirror, the whole thing. I didn't bring my, I like my head shaved with a oh little bit God. of top patch, yeah. you know, and I didn't think to bring up my electric clippers. Where am I going to plug this in? Yeah, no, yeah. it's it's crazy. That California sun can run oh, yeah. so much. I hope the world comes around to realizing what a good opportunity it is. Yeah, and it's a really modest setup that we've got. So really, anywhere yeah. you are, if you can see the sun, you can get enough solar panels right. to, to right. make your life work. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's been really encouraging. And yeah, I like your analogy of, of cutting wood with the sun. Yeah. You don't have to feel It just bad. sounds cool. Yeah. I think people imagine that I'm up there with a magnifying glass or mm -hmm. something. Yeah. <laughs> like, it takes me a while, right. goddammit, but I'll get uh -huh. there. Well, when I talk about sustainability, this is a lot of what I mean, being able to track the entire life cycle of the thing that you're using. And in that same way, you know, burning wood campfires is even worse than burning coal. It is not efficient. Yeah, no, it's full of toxins. True. But at the same time, all of that wood grew right here. Yep. As we take it away, we're going to try to be And are we not things. offsetting that that pollution by the fact that we're not requiring pollution to... To process the wood. Yeah. yeah. Or, yeah, requiring pollution to plant plants or yeah, trim yeah. them or take care of and them. And, yeah, it, this gets to back do. to what you're talking about with time, too. Like, sometimes it's it's better to realize that you're taking more time because you're conserving your resources is the other way of looking at that. Mm -hmm. Like, sure, we could get a grater up here yeah. that would just rip everything apart, but how mm -hmm. much gas does it take to get that grater up here? How much gas does it take to run that grater? Yeah. You know, talking about digging our own septic someday and mm -hmm. whether or not we rent an excavator. And I said, that's the wussy way out. Yeah. Fuck <laughs> no. Our challenge I here. don't want to shit in a bucket anymore. Place. I will dig all day. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we'll dig our own septic. Yeah. And then, you know, on the contrary, like I have started to come around a little bit more 
to the pragmatic and be like, sometimes you just got to use a little bit of fossil fuel. Right. Um, for that one weekend, you know, when you're doing a big excavator project or, you know, having a backup yeah. generator for the rare occasion when the sun is Well, shining. right now, the, the big one that we're probably going to be slaves to for quite some time is the combustion engine that powers our vehicles. Yep, we still all Because we still all got to go to town and we got to get things up here Food. from town. Yeah. You know, water. And, until we get a couple of horses in mm -hmm. the good buggy. Or an electric car. That we charge off our panels. I think it might be cheaper to get a horse and buggy these days. <laughs> okay. I don't know. I haven't done the cost comparison on a horse and buggy. All the time. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> so what else have we been doing with our time up here? Any other projects oh. we've been getting into? Sometimes the daily tasks take a lot of your time, and that's something mm. you really have to realize. Them. Mm -hmm. the compost toilet you still got dishes to do you always all water oh gotta cut firewood every, every day. time mm -hmm. i plant something i think oh great now i got another thing i'm gonna have to water and you know one thing that i'm definitely noticing about this it was the same when i was working with kerr concrete is that you take longer when you're doing something for the first time mm -hmm. because you're figuring it out yeah and i think that's true of off the grid living it's like you start to figure it out and at first it seems like everything takes forever mm -hmm. but actually you're getting better and more savvy at it over and over again yeah taking like level of ground for granted is another mm -hmm. one i know we've talked about messing with us when we're out here oh we me especially coming never... from illinois i've yeah. never seen hills like the this. ground <laughs> is flat you can assume if you need a flat surface to work on it's the ground but that's just not a given here right. anywhere everywhere's got a little bit of slope it looks like you're going uphill you're going downhill yep yeah yeah so that's its, its own little challenge one thing that's great about the property is having multiple projects happening simultaneously. Mm -hmm. So that way when one loses its luster or charm, or as Vince likes to say, follow your bliss, yeah. if you're not feeling blissful about what you're doing, you set your goddamn tools down and go do something else for a couple hours. There's Anywhere plenty else. of other things to do. All the time. And if you're feeling really mad, then go down to the aggregate pit and just smash rocks with the hammer. That's always an option, yeah. <laughs> it pissed me off so much that I gotta go smash rocks. Uh-huh. <laughs> well, thank you both so much. Oh, it was a pleasure to be here today with you. Yeah, this uh, was a lot of fun. Maybe I'll continue to stick around. Yeah, check us out. We're yeah. on we're on Instagram um and other venues <laughs> be safe love yourselves take care if you get thirsty drink something <laughs> if you're tired take a nap and bring an extra pair of pants when it happens you'll know <laughs>